The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm your host, Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And he did it. How he destroyed the draft, bringing home every sort of sec player we ever could have wanted. Uh, again, everyone's getting uh, great grades for the Eagles. Uh, tons of awesome draft grades uh, to the point where there was a story from Peter Schrager that uh, the other GMs are getting mad at Howie because he's getting so much praise. Justin, you said you devoured the draft. Uh, what's a big takeaway on the Eagles? Hard to be mad, right? Yeah, I think it really is hard to be mad. Uh, uh, Howie did kind of what he's been doing best the last couple of years is just uh you know put a great team around what was already a, or got some great players uh put them around a pretty great team already uh got to give him some praise i mean i, I have seen some people kind of knock him at least from other teams or whatever on reddit and whatnot saying like well what did he do he just took the best guy who fell to him well <laughs> at the same time he didn't well, he reach didn't like other teams which is great yeah yeah, yeah i think he figured out his mistake. I mean, the the our biggest beef with Howie has always been getting too cute, you know, not taking the guy that everyone wanted us to get. Admittedly, I did uh I did like Jay, the Jalen Rager pickers. So I was wrong there with Howie. Again, great GMs <laughs> learn uh like me and Howie from our mistakes. Shout out to me who had the number one uh, mock draft in the nation, uh beating fifteen hundred and twenty nine other people, including some NFL and uh, you know, those guys, quote unquote experts. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's taken the <laughs> guys that we want them to take, right? Hey, I, I mean, I was saying on the podcast, uh, sports game on podcast, just take dudes from Georgia and Alabama. I'm fine. And he kind of took it to an extreme, but look the, this, this draft class on paper looks great. Now it's a crap shoot. Some of these guys could be bus, obviously Jalen Carter. If he goes off the deep end, sure. But at taking him where we took him, I love it. Rob, I know uh, you were already pre-ordering your Bijan jersey. How are you? How are you handling this draft without Bijan Robinson? Oh man, what what idiot would take a running back in the first round? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> no, no, look, we- it worked out fine. I mean, I, look, if I'm the Falcons, Bijan is a great player. I think he'll be dynamic. I, I just think when you're that type of team that needs a lot of things, running back at number eight is is uh you know is a tough sell. I couldn't have even got behind that. You know, I, I we're a much more complete team, which is why I could have got behind it at ten. But look, I, I did not think we should trade up for him. I never said that. So the fact that he wasn't there at eight, and then you know, obviously Jalen Carter fell. Hopefully, you know, getting him in, getting him around the right culture with other teammates, that you know, he he uh, you know he ends up being a, a good citizen, I guess. There, and hopefully, he's remorseful <laughs> for for what happened. And you know, I think he will. But you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I think in some respects. You know, everyone's at the mercy with how the draft falls, right? Like you can't control what other teams do, but that doesn't mean that all teams get equal grades. There's still grading. There's still, 
uh, you know, knowing when to trade up, knowing when to trade down, when do you accumulate picks for next year? And, you know, the, the fact, I, I think the fact that Jalen Carter was there to me, wasn't a total surprise because, you know, I think even in some of our mocks that we did last week, um, you know, he was there. I think what really shocked me was the fact that Nolan Smith was there at, at 31. Uh, I didn't think that was going to happen. And, you know, to get him at 31, I think was, was a really great pull. And again, not necessarily anything magical, how he did maybe, maybe the most important thing he did was not feel the need to jump and trade up and just let him naturally fall at 31. I'm sure I'm sure there were some conversations and some anxiousness about, you know, maybe jumping up as he started to fall. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think if if I could just go back to Jalen Carter, though, I think it would have been interesting, though, if if Bajan would have fallen and Jalen had been taken, what would we have done at 10? Uh, I kind of go back Jalen. <laughs> what's that? Oh, do you mean if they were both there or if Jalen was gone? No, I'm, I'm thinking like if Jalen had been taken and, you know, Robinson's there at 10, he falls to us. I mean, I wonder what how we would have been done in that situation. Especially sometimes you can't always get you're not always able to trade back. Uh, I wonder if we were stuck at ten. If maybe maybe Howie would have had no other choice but to take a running back, which he's he's not for. But you know, first of all, the 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 fact that that Bijan was taken at eight is the best thing that happened to Howie, right? Because now yeah. he doesn't have to listen to any fans saying, "Oh man, you should have taken Bijan. He was there at ten. Uh, he was gone." And I don't think many people were calling for the trade up. So. Howie should be pumped that that he actually was taken and he didn't have that dilemma from a fan perspective. Yeah, it would have been interesting, though, to say the least. I also, I mean, you do have to give credit a little bit credit to Howie, too, because Jalen, while he did fall, uh, Howie didn't wait till the 10th pick. He did jump up and, and go to nine, make sure nobody else uh, swapped picks with the Bears there. So, I mean, he was a, a little a tad aggressive, which was nice because Jalen was the best guy left out of those top 10 by far uh and I, I thought it was great for him to go for it and as you pointed out rob i mean he's obviously got the issues that's why he fell uh but yeah hopefully we can put the right guys around him now and get him cooking i mean with all of the other georgia guys that we have there uh maybe he'll have a better work ethic this time around yeah <clears throat> i mean uh, a lot to unpack there the the issues with jalen carter like the work ethic stuff uh, he didn't get the uh, he didn't get like glowing reviews from some of the Georgia coaches. That stuff yeah. is that yeah you know, that is that is worrisome. The you know him street racing and then unfortunately the you know the the car he was racing they were drinking uh, they got into an accident and unfortunately you know two people lost their lives. Hopefully that's a wake up call for him to not not do something stupid in a vehicle. Um, I believe I did see though that Jalen Carter himself actually was not drinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who I'm knows? not sure about I don't, that, but yeah, I don't, again, there wasn't, I guess he fled the scene and came back though too, which was kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. So who knows what, I mean, what actually went down and yeah, I, again, according to reports, I, I read the same stuff, Rob, he wasn't drinking, but still street racing. And he had gotten pulled over a couple other times and, and didn't learn his lesson, but he's 21 year old kid. Um, hopefully he's figured it out by now. And hopefully I think the Eagles could draft him because they have a strong team. They have a strong core and a bunch of uh veteran leaders. And I think you could put Hertz in there as a veteran leader right now, a guy who took, 
took his team to the Super Bowl last year. They're not going to put up with uh, any sort of nonsense here. And he does have, you know, teammates like Nolan Smith, uh, like Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, uh, Kilo Ringo or Keely Ringo. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he played with DeAndre Swift, but fellow uh, Georgia Bulldog, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. And then Nolan Smith at 30, I think Rob, you said 31, but it was technically 30 because Miami lost their pick for trying to tamper their way into uh, <laughs> Tom Brady, Nolan Smith. I mean, when we were drafting him at 10 last week on our, in our mocks, I was feeling pretty excited. I, obviously he fell because uh, of his size, but he's a, he's a smaller, faster guy that I think the Eagles can find a home for. So, you know, the first round, I, I think he just completely killed it. And it, and it's hard to say otherwise. I, and to your point, Rob, it was, it was great. They didn't trade up for Nolan Smith at 30. Cause I, if he was still there at like 25, I would have supported trading up, but uh, he knew the board well enough to know that he would fall to them at 30. That to me was probably the biggest surprise of the draft. Yeah, no doubt, Sean. I agree. And I mean, I guess he drops a little bit due to the, what well, he's got short arms and uh, they're worried about his reach and kind of what he can do there when it comes to the NFL. But I mean, as you guys have pointed out, great. I worked out in our favor for him to drop that far. And I'm with you. If we had gone up to 28, you know, 27, uh, maybe even 26, I would have been fine with it. You know, we get another uh, great Georgia player in the first round. You can't deny that. Um, who can possibly transition right into the NFL. Taking a quick break to talk about shady rays. Oh man. I love my shady rays. These sunglasses are awesome. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. They really, uh, they really got you covered uh, again, insane protection, uh, leaders in, in, in all of eyewear and, and the lost or, uh, you know, broken policy is really amazing because if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after purchase. Again, love my shady rays. Uh, just, they're just awesome sunglasses and exclusively for our listeners. Shady rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com and use code SGPM for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's shadyrays.com promo code SGPN. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And we're back on the diary Eagles podcast. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's get to this Deandre Swift trade briefly mentioned it there. And then we'll get to kind of some of the later round guys, but Deandre Swift, they're trading. Um, and it seems like it's a barely given up anything. Uh, they're given a, a fourth round pick, I think in 2024 or 2025, and then a, a seventh round pick. But if the Eagles don't resign him after this year, uh, then they end up getting a fourth round comp pick. So you can see how it's, it doesn't feel like they're giving up that much and they're only paying his 1.77 million uh, salary. And to me, it's a, it's a good situation because Deandre Swift one, he's from Philadelphia. I didn't even realize that his, uh, his video announcing uh, that he's, he's, uh, he's going to go to Georgia is pretty sweet. He's like jogging through the streets of Philadelphia dreams. and nightmare is playing. It's, it's a pretty badass hype video. Getting excited for DeAndre Swift, 1.77 million salary. And, and you look at what they're paying for their running backs. And again, this is why I never thought they would spend on Bijan Robinson. They're spending 2.5% of their cap 
on the running back position this year. DeAndre Swift, 1.7. Uh, Rashad Penny, 1.23. Gainwell, 1.02. Uh, Boston Scott is actually the highest paid running back on the roster at 1.98. So they they have a pretty good stable of running backs. Rob, I know you, when I, when I threw it out in the group text, you were initially a little hesitant uh, about trading for DeAndre Swift. But now that you see the trade, what they gave up, what they're paying him, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay with the compensation because I do think now, you know, between him and Penny, we have a pretty good and, you know, obviously Gainwell and, and Boston Scott for the Giants game. Um, you know, we have a pretty good running back room. And, you know, the big concerns, obviously, with Penny and Swift are, are some injuries. And, you know, if you have both of them, hopefully it balances them out. And, and one of them at least is healthy at any given time. You know, my big thing is I don't want to give any of these guys a big deal. And, you know, 1.7 million, I think, is is Smith's cap hit, something like that this year. That's fine with me. Um, but if it, I was scared trading for him that he would demand a big extension. And we haven't heard anything about that. Maybe he's looking at it as a one-year deal and he gets to come in here and run behind our offensive line and and potentially, you know, up his value for his contract next year. Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. So, you know. As long as we don't give him some massive year, and, and Sean, I don't know if you said this, but you know, basically our our cap hit for our entire running back room is around yeah. what Miles Sanders got. Is that what you just said? Um, uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't point that out. But you're right. Yeah, like the whole thing combined equals what we would have paid or what Miles Sanders is getting from Carolina. So yeah, that's a great point. And you know, do I think uh, Penny and DeAndre Swift can get similar production to what we got from Miles Sanders last year. That seems pretty reasonable. And DeAndre Swift, in some ways, could be an upgrade. He's he's pretty good uh, pass catching uh, back. I heard I heard one um, Eagles insider saying he's their best pass catching back since um, since uh, since uh, Lashawn McCoy. Justin, you're 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 throwing up your hands. What do you what do you think of this uh, trade? Taking my taking my catching oh, point here. Uh, yeah, last three seasons here. Uh, last season he had 48 catches in 13 games too. I I think as we brought up here, the concern is is his injuries, you know. But at the same time, when he does play, he produces. So last season, 48 catches. Two seasons ago, he had 62 catches. I think in 13 games. So he averages about you know four catches a game at least, which is production. We certainly we weren't seeing for miles considering that we were always questioning how well his hands were, but I think that just adds another element that miles didn't have. Um, obviously the injury concerns, the biggest part about his injuries, uh, he's got the shoulder thing going on. I think it's, it's kept him out a couple seasons now uh, here and there uh, for a few games, which is something with the way he runs, I think is a little bit of a concern as well as a uh, groin injury. That's been re aggravated. I think, uh, within two seasons as well. So, uh, I mean, if he could stay a little bit healthy, if we could get 13 games out of him, like the Lions have been able to do on average, I, I think it's a win even above what we were getting from Sanders' production, considering the fact that, you know, we were probably getting the same amount of games from Sanders the last few seasons as well, if you average the last three seasons together. So I, I like it. I think it works out. I mean, obviously the injury concern, especially because we picked up Penny, who is also has some injury concerns as well. But, uh, hey, uh, I think it's worth it, especially uh, since we're going to take a one-year flyer on him and see what happens. 
Yeah, we haven't even mentioned he wears a badass uh, black visor, which always looks really cool and uh, is going to be awesome when we get the Kelly Green jerseys. I, I you know, I screw this Eagles team. How have you not released the Jalen Hurts Kelly Green jersey? I just come on, let me buy it. It's really, really upsetting me. I also saw uh, the Eagles logo didn't show up on the in the draft until after we picked Jalen Carter. They were using the old Eagles lo- Eagles logo oh, for the first few picks. Yeah, we got a word mark issue. We got to talk to the league. Yeah, <laughs> take care of that. All right, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the um, the rest of the uh, the day two and beyond picks here. Tyler Steen, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Sydney Brown, safety out of Illinois. Keely Ringo, cornerback out of Georgia, he fell pretty far. I mean, there were some some mocks I think had him going. Uh, not mine because mine was the uh, best in all of the internet, but uh, some <laughs> mocks had him going in the first round. A uh, little bit of a fall here for him. Sounds like some uh, possible work ethic and and shoulder injury uh, popped up late there. Tanner McKee. Uh, quarterback out of Stanford, hashtag QB factory with Howie. And then Moro Ojomo, defensive tackle out of Texas. Uh, Justin, which of these to you is 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 the most exciting and kind of any 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 thoughts overall on the on the day two and beyond picks? Oh man, that's uh that's a tough one actually. I, I, well, exciting. How how is an offensive lineman exciting? I'm not sure, but I guess on our team, it always does seem to be exciting. Uh, and I'll, I'll say Steen number one because you know whenever you put anybody with Stoutland, you, you know you want to see their production and what he's able to mold them into. So I also like the fact that, that um, what do you call it? Sirianni? You know, pointed out that you know that right guard position's open. So if if it's his position to take, if he can uh, get himself up to starting level here against Jurgens. Um I'd like to see Jurgens to keep it right and hopefully uh, redshirt another another guy on the offensive line but hey if he could step up and have better production than Jurgens in that position uh more power to him and um obviously praise the Stoutland there. Yeah, I mean Stoutland's a, a god. I mean, you know, you, sometimes you wonder like why are we even wasting any sort of early picks when Stoutland can turn anyone into a stud? I mean, Jordan Mailata is still that's an all timer. Like you take a guy who never played football and got him into all pro, uh, pro bowl, uh, style tackle, taking a quick break to talk about underdog fantasy. Again, we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. They got the best ball mania draft, uh, just launched. They're giving away over $15 million in prizes. Perfect way to get the early head start on uh drafting those uh fantasy football best ball teams. If you haven't played best ball, it's awesome. Plus, NBA NHL playoffs are here and MLB daily games. All you gotta do head over to underdogfantasy.com and use code SGPN for a 100 percent deposit bonus up to 100 dollars That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. Rob, any of these uh any of these late round guys you find interesting, excited to see out on the field? Yeah, I'm actually um I'm intrigued by Ringo. Um you know, the the cornerback that we took really from another fast. one of the Georgia. Uh you know, apparently he was like one of the top recruits out in the country, five star out of high school. Uh super, you know, super talented. Um, you know, I, I think with you know learning behind Slay and Bradbury, uh there's some potential there. I guess he had that shoulder injury. Um, they asked him about it, and I guess he's back from that. Um, so, you know, just, just from what I, I can't say that I knew a lot about him before the pick. 
Um, but you know, I'm kind of excited about it and it seems like he has some potential. So, you know, he's probably the one that's jumped out at me the most. Um, you know, it does sound like the safety that we took as well, uh, is a real leader. They called him the the red star. I think it was, which, you know, they only give out about 10 a draft and it's not necessarily the highest round, the highest graded people, but it's, you know, character, uh, you know, a bunch of different criteria. So, you know, it sounds like he could be a, a good pick as well. Yeah, at least at the very least, I think you'll see Brown on special teams having some production there. Yeah, I, big I, battle I, between him and Reed. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Sidney Brown is the starter uh, for us uh, to kick off the season. I mean, uh, they brought him in. He's he's dynamic in coverage and like real, you know, has some physicality. Really attacks the ball, attacks the defense. Uh, pretty exciting. I mean, from the highlights I watched of him. Uh, Steen, you know, you can't go wrong with uh, uh, an Alabama offensive lineman like that. Ringo is really fast. I wonder, and I, I haven't seen anything on it, but um, interesting kind of dark horse guy uh, to return kicks for us, which we still are kind of missing like our go-to guy uh, for mm. returning kicks. And I and maybe Ringo has a shot. Uh, what's nice about Ringo, too, is like you don't have to start him uh, season one because obviously rookies always struggle as a cornerback or traditionally struggle. So he has plenty of time to develop. And then Tanner McKee, uh, you know, everyone who really knows the college game said like, hey, look out, Tanner McKee might turn into something. So quarterback I, controversy, Sean, yeah, are, you worried? Controversy. are you worried for Hertz? No, but I mean, look at even the. <laughs> Even the Kansas City Chiefs, the so-called uh, Super Bowl champs, there, you know, they still, so had, <laughs> no, they still had, uh, they still had to use some of their backup quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, Mahomes dealing with the ankle injury. I don't know if you have, if you've heard, he still isn't one hundred percent from that oh. ankle injury. I don't know how that the Warrior does it. Uh, more Ojomo, <laughs> I don't really have a ton on uh, defensive tackle, but hey, hey you got, you got to grab some depth pieces there. It'll be in interesting to see if McKee uh, makes the, makes the final roster there. Any, any sort of misses, anything uh, you feel like how he could have done, you would have liked to see uh, Rob, any, any, anything you would have like, Hey, Oh man, how he would have loved to see even just a position we didn't address here. I mean, I, I would have loved two positions um i would have loved like a little speedy wide receiver that could have maybe gone in the slot and you know make some plays in open play space and at least give some competition to quez i know you know we did sign a wide receiver but you know i i, I was kind of hoping maybe we'd get a play another playmaker there and then i i was hoping for a punter honestly i i think our punting's been an issue uh it was an issue in the super bowl um and we didn't but i did see it looks like we might have signed a, an undrafted free agent um, out of like Kansas or Kansas State or something. So I don't know much about that punter, but it looks like we we did sign someone. Um, Zentner from I Kansas State. I, yes. I sent you guys his highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. How was it? Give, give me a quick reel, can't wait to break it down. I mean, he had a, he had a seventy-two yard punt in there, and he actually had a fifty-three yard field goal in there. So I don't oh, I don't wow. know. I've I've never Keep been talking. so more excited for a punter. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um Boutte was a guy we kind of had our eye on late as like a speedy receiver that they might mm. go get. Um but other than that, I mean, I I it's hard to really knock him. Like defensive line was in my mind our only quote unquote need on a pretty complete roster. Got some cor uh cornerback depth, got a safety, um which is pretty exciting. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think Howie killed it. Uh, Justin, what about you? Any any big uh, any gripes with Howie? I, I mean, I would have liked to seen uh, roll the dice on receiver. Uh, just try on one of those uh, late round guys, maybe a hit. But that's my only complaint. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm I wouldn't have been against any of that. Um, I will say, and you brought up Kansas City, Sean. I I think one thing that I like though is the the fact that, you know, we got Carter, we got Smith, and this if we make it to the Super Bowl again, we happen to see KC. I mean, we're pretty much ready for him. Uh, you know, if the field's in proper, you know, <laughs> shape. Uh, I I think it's good to continue with what we're doing. I like that. Um, obviously, you don't want to look ahead and assume we're going to make it there. Uh, but I think that is one thing to consider. It seems like, hey, we got a solid team right now. What can we do in order to make it even better? And uh, as far as I'm concerned, in the end, I think we we certainly made ourselves better. Um, to potentially get another wide receiver, as you guys pointed out, would have been a nice touch as well. Uh, the Zetner kid. Uh, seems like, hey, maybe he's got some fire in his leg. He's definitely looks like he's going to give us better production than Sipos. So yeah. hopefully that works out for us there. And Sipos gets, doesn't give it, get enough shit for that punt. Oh, uh, um, you're right. That, that Tony returned and, and set them up for that late, easy score. I mean, defense needs to get a stop in Super Bowl. Um, you know, they, they need to get one stop there. But Sipos, oh. really, that was a horrible fucking punt uh, in the Super Sean, Bowl. Sean, I mean, speaking of the Super Bowl, we haven't talked about the fact that uh, not only did the Cardinals hire Jonathan Gannon away yes. from us, yes. thank you, yeah. um, but we also got a, uh, you know, a pick, a higher pick, uh, because they tampered to get him. Hilarious. I think we're <laughs> going to look back on the draft, and, and Jonathan Gannon, not only was there, did we get nice uh, draft equity, and I, I think... I'm doing the math right. That's what we used to jump up from 10 to nine. Uh, we gave them the uh, Jonathan Gannon pick. There was a bunch of pick swap, but e- either way, it ended up working out for us on the draft card. I think we're going to look back in the fact that we got that the Cardinals went out of their way to tamper, to get Jonathan Gannon is going to be the funniest moment of this draft that they, they also, they, they wanted him so bad. Just kind of screw him for taking that phone call after the NFC Championship game. I mean, it's just such a bad look. You're going into the Super Bowl. You're, I know you got two weeks to prepare. You got some off time potentially, but I feel like that just puts you in the wrong frame of mind right there. Uh, leaves a bad taste in my mouth, at least. And maybe that's why he wasn't better prepared for, you know, the the red zone plays against us. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. It, it... You have you're you're in the Super Bowl. You're gonna be fine finding a job. No one's going. To, it's not going anywhere. Focus on the Eagles, and focus on the uh, Cardinals. I mean, if I'm the Cardinals, I don't want a guy who's taking calls after we win the NFC Championship game, leading up to the Super Bowl. I, I don't want some guy who's, you know, already got one foot out the door there uh, to be our to be our uh, head coach. There it just sets a uh, bad precedent. And then also there was some media reports that. Um, you know, Jonathan Ginn didn't address the media after any three days of the draft. Uh, Cardinals beat reporter was saying it the first time <laughs> in 12 drafts he's covered. He hasn't addressed the media. So off to a great start there, Jonathan Ginn. And, and again, you know, maybe we could have just let bygones be bygones. But the fact that you were talking shit on uh, Eagles fans and media of like, oh, you know, they're so up your ass and now they, it's never happy, blah, blah, blah. Like all the stats. He now you're on the list. Correct. Yeah, no, you you completely whiffed on a bunch of the stats, bunch of the info there. 
Um, so yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna be up your ass and uh and and never forget how you completely let us down in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh Justin, I'll ask you. Yeah. Owner of a or or I don't know if you still own it, but the uh JJR Sega White side. Uh if you had to get a jersey <laughs> what you think I sold it to somebody? Was there is there a buyer I'm unaware? Oh, there might be a, it might be a hot commodity. <laughs> if you had to get a jersey from anyone added, and I'll include DeAndre Swift here. Any one of these players, what are you doing? Anyone added. Um man, you know what? like uh, I would like to say Sidney Brown just because I love the potential. But no, I, I think I got to go Nolan Smith here. Uh, hope for the best with him. Uh, Jalen Carter, I mean, the off-the-field stuff, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to buy the jersey at the moment. <laughs> I got to see him turn a page, make sure he's hitting the weight room, make sure he's grinding, make sure he's a better person in the end. So I, I think the safe bet here make would be Nolan Smith. Yeah, Rob, what about you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I mean, probably just go with McKee. Uh, oh, just get ready for the next starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> QB factory. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's no rookie that I'm buying first year, to be quite honest with you. They got to earn it in my mind. And uh, we have too many great veterans uh, that I'd rather have a jersey of at this point than, than uh, one of the rookies. That's not the question, though. Yeah, now, if you're putting me down, all right, I'll give you the answer. Um, I would probably go with the safety. Um, yeah, Brown. Sydney Brown. I'm with you. I would take a shot on Sydney Brown. A little bit of a roll of the dice there. Nolan Smith, probably the uh, the safer pick as far as jersey, because uh, you know he's not going to get cut. Uh, but Sydney Brown, safety at Illinois, just watching his highlights. The dude seems fun. He's got hair coming out of his helmet. Oh, hair. Nine for a safety. Look out. Here come the Philadelphia Eagle bird dogs. All right. Hey, that'll do it for the pod. Uh, thank you as always for tuning in. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. Appreciate it. Always a positive rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Toss us a follow on Twitter at DieHardEagles52. For the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I'm Sean, second the money green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds.